Welcome back to Women of AB Poly. I'm your host, Deirdre Mitchell McLean. And I'm her overly emotional co-host, Kathleen <laughs> Smith, aka Kiki Planet. And we have with us today two of the actors from the widely talked about and kudos coming from everywhere for Jason Kenny's Hot Boy Summer. We're so excited to have you. Abby Vandenberg and Stephanie Wolf. Welcome, both of you. Hello. Hi. Hottest ticket in town. Hottest ticket in town. Pretty excited. (laughs) Kind of blew up, yeah. That's my my Donovan Workin impersonation. (sighs) (laughs) That's good. That's very good. Are you here? So, Stephanie, let's let's start with you. Why don't you um, just give us a, a brief synopsis of what Jason Kenny's Hot Boys Summer is? With uh, <laughs> it's brought to us by the wonderful group at Grindstone Theater. Yeah. yeah. And then let's talk about the huge splash this production has made, and tickets sold out for the first run. And we want to know all about what's in the future for the production. So take it away, Stephanie. Okay, so it's written by um, Byron Martin and Simon Abbott. And Simon wrote the music, Byron wrote the book. And they uh, created this hilarious sort of uh, Alice in Wonderland world of 1983 um, on a campus called Alberta Alberta University, where Jason Kenney and Rachel Notley, I'm playing Rachel Notley, are running for summer semester student union president. We say that a lot, and it's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the premise of the whole show. So it starts off with the election, and Jason cheats and wins. Amazing. (laughs) Who would have thought that could be possible? Unfathomable. (laughs) Yeah. And then the rest of the show is basically, it's set very much like a frat boy movie, and Rachel's... um, pursuit of of revenge and uh, then of course Abby is our own very own uh, baby Dr. Hinshaw and uh, and uh, all that she that's sort of a the love story in it and every all of your usual suspects show up Tyler Shandro's there Casey Madu is there um uh, uh, Sarah Hoffman is there. Everybody's on this campus going to university. Oh, Jason, J- uh, I mean, off Justin Trudeau and his dad. Um, oh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau are also show up. Awesome. He's the dean, and Jason Trudeau is um, Jason. Justin Trudeau is um, <laughs> is Rachel Notley's boyfriend. So those are some of the sort of highlights of of the world that they've created. Um, I yeah. I love that uh, to tell this story which is a fictional story, of course. But I love that to tell this story, you've gone back to 1983. Yeah. I mean, the Gen Xer in me is is. I graduated in 1983. So the pre-show music is full of triggers of, oh, I'm ugly and boring. Like, it's just (laughs) full of triggers. It was not fun in 1983. (laughs) And Abby, tell us uh, about your experience with playing Dr. Hinshaw and how you prepared for the role, because I'm really interested in that. <laughs> I, I, and I, I think that's, you know, I say it lightheartedly, but I think it's an important question because you're, it, it may be parody satire, but you're portraying real individuals. Yeah. So well, how do you pre- prepare for that? And uh, how do you do it as, um, as actors who aren't looking to rip these people apart, 
but you know, you want to bring the com- the comedy to the role, but you don't want to be cruel or disrespectful. So how do you approach that? Well, yeah, I, I hear what you mean about being kind. When I, I first was introduced to playing Dina um, during the, the like parody updates that Grindstone did. If I'm not sure if you guys saw those. Um, I did. Where, yeah, where Donovan started as um, Jason Kenny, And so they asked me to be Dina. And when I first got the role, my mom was like, okay, but you're going to be nice, right? Like, it's, it's not making fun of Dr. Dina. Like, it's mostly making fun of Jason Kenny. Like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, it's nice. But I think it's just exaggerating those qualities that everyone finds so ridiculous, which mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, obviously, in that time, Dr. Dina was probably exhausted um and and that's why she comes across so monotone right Mm -hmm. but the monotonality being the one thing that everyone notices about Dr. Hinshaw like you have to play that up yeah um and so when I was doing those updates it was just a lot of very soft voice things like that and then when Jason Kenny's Hot Boy Summer came up and uh I auditioned for that Byron was like okay we're going back to 1983 and we're focusing on the fact that she is a nerd she's awesome. we're playing she up that trope yep. yeah crank it exactly. to 11 crank it right <laughs> which is basically like we don't I mean we don't really know this about Dina Hinshaw right I don't know her personally we're so. assuming somebody that goes to you know med school started off with yeah. their nose in a book yeah exactly right <laughs> yeah. which is admirable Right, yeah. exactly. And that's a general trope. And then tying it into 1983, all of those movies play on like the nerd is like the lower status, right? And then they get help from a higher status character and then they become this... they have sort of a moral compass in some right? ways mm-hmm. that other people don't. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And so then it's like we're not even really anywhere near the real Dina Hinshaw. It's <laughs> just playing up the trope and adding the one thing everyone knows about her which is that well two things that she's a doctor and that she can be a little monotone right yeah she's also the smartest person in the play so you know there's that yeah right I have a I have a sneaking suspicious suspicion regardless of you know what incidental issues I might have with good doctor Dina Hinshaw that she usually is the smartest person in the room yeah, Probably. I think that's I part of the that. tragedy, you know, if you want to yeah. go underneath I the think, surface, that's yeah. part of the thing that makes yeah. all of us so frustrated right now, I think. Yeah. yeah, well, exactly. It's like we can all even just see it from the way that she talks that she, like you say, is the smartest person in the room, but it almost feels like she just her voice isn't loud enough. That's what it's felt like the last few months. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, that's been a, that's been a journey. And I mean, I hope I hope that she comes to see it. I I. I yeah this sounds bad but I haven't really thought too hard about how she might feel maybe before <laughs> well, I mean Rachel okay, Notley but- in this in this version is she's the she's the villain but if you, <laughs> when you see when you I'll say when you see the show you'll get why because what she does in this play is what we're all I I think um think yeah why wouldn't she why wouldn't she do this because he's unbelievably horrifyingly bad so you know we must bring him down (laughs) and it's a heightened world so that's that's smart political parody that's smart political satire too if if you write something that is solely about uh attacking your perceived opponent then you no one's going to take that seriously right it's not as effective and let's face it politics should be parodied and uh, 
uh, given satire treatment every day, and all day, Absolutely. all yeah. the time. Yeah, because ninety nine percent of them are ridiculous. Well, and Byron was saying when when speaking to him about the script and whatnot, and they said, you know, at first they tried to kind of just like what we were talking about in the Trump years. How can you even satirize this? It's already satirizes itself on some level. It's hard to make fun of, right? Yeah. So he said, you know, yeah. when they tried to just make fun of the obvious, it just got too dark and and and, and sad and black. Right. So they had yeah. to flip it, and then it becomes fresh and new and has a different lens and a different light shone on it and it and everything sparkles again yeah Yeah. and i think if there's anything that albertans really need right now all of us regardless of our ideology or our party loyalties we all need some sparkle we're desperate for some sparkle and and it's honestly it's cathartic for like like you say anyone on the political spectrum really like conservatives liberals alike it's it makes fun of so many different points that we've all been frustrated with. I mean, mm-hmm. like you guys know with his, with his approval rating right now, like almost yeah. all of Alberta <laughs> has something shitty to say about Jason Kenney and yeah. rightfully so. <laughs> and this play hits on all of those points. And from even both sides, yeah, yeah from does. both sides. And even with Justin Trudeau being portrayed, like he's, he's hilarious because it, it, <laughs> also shed some light on the really hilarious and stupid things that he's done yeah, right especially good. in that relationship yeah. between Justin and with Jason so yeah yeah Brave, please tell me that Justin Trudeau wears a letter jacket because I can see that perfectly <laughs> he's got great hair and he's, he's wearing got, a letter jacket he's got great you know what you know he, what Jason Kenny's got the letter jacket in this he's story. a drama nerd yeah <laughs> Justin's, Justin's a drama nerd right, he's sort yeah. of in black he's sort of the Ali Sheedy you know oh, <laughs> perfect yeah. oh brooder in the corner you had to do that with him or you just had to make sure that in every scene he's in some sort of costume or that you know you gotta go one way or the other he's so busy changing uh, into his dad because he what the same actor plays both characters that's perfect it's an it's a riot So you've had amazing reaction, amazing response to this show. It's sold out. Did it it sell out before your opening It sold out before we opened. So we had to add two shows before we even opened and then those sold out. And so now, as people know, it's out, it's out there now. There's, we've extended the run December 9th to the 16th. Get your tickets at Grindstone on the, on the website. There's still some left. They're selling fast from what I hear. Yeah, Yeah, they are. I picked up two last year. Yes, that's oh, awesome. Yay. Because December 9th is uh, the anniversary of my my husband's and our. It's the anniversary of our first date, the 16-year oh, anniversary nice. of our first date. And we always try to go out and do something on that night. So this year, we'll be going to see Jason Kenny's hot Boy, <laughs> we're honored that you're going to celebrate yes. that with us so i've been walking around my house the last week saying hot exactly like that like just <laughs> paneling donovan i have to that's awesome i've been around saying are you happy denise are you happy <laughs> i mean really there's so much uh what's the what's the word there's so much material out there right now and I I doubt it has changed yet it seems like you know they're just they're just begging 
they're just begging for more parody and more yeah uh and more satire and more people paying attention every and... day every <laughs> yeah. day we could rewrite half of, we could add an act mm -hmm. every totally. single freaking day with oh, the sorry, beaverton as of late too mm -hmm. the the uh Are they're accidentally the... writing the news they're well they are <laughs> it's, it's not oh even God. satire anymore no. it's it's not even I, fake news now. It's accidental news. That is yeah. <laughs> I mean, last week, the, the Beaverton put out an article that said oh, that the Alberta promises to stop publishing Nazi apologism. As of today. now. As, yeah, of now. as of now. Now yeah. we're, like, we're going to. Okay, oh, Beaverton, it's yeah. funny, but it's sort of real life. It's funny because it's true. Yeah, yeah, but you know ouch. what? It's, it's <laughs> but then still not needed. Funny right yeah because like people like when you put it in that satirical form and not to just explain satire but like people aren't getting it like no. people yeah. right. aren't seeing it in that That's right in that view until you put it in those layman's terms of like this is literally what we had in the curriculum the proposed curriculum and now they're taking it out like and now they're oh how could it possibly have been there all this right? time we didn't know yeah. oh i don't know all the reviews from every school board in alberta that didn't want to pilot the curriculum wasn't enough to tell <laughs> Parents, you like teachers the general public yeah. feedback the right? there were there were well, they yeah. they tried that it's been there since 1984 yeah. Uh, however, that makes the, it even worse. Then, yes, right. It does. So, yeah. Well, I think the reason no they did noticed. that is because then they can say, "Well, the PCAA left it there, mm. and then the NDP had four years, and they left it there." Yeah. Uh, it but, is shameful that it's been there since 1984. Sure that being is. said, this government reworded it and republished it in and January it got of yeah. 2020. 2020. So, uh, as as this government tends to do, they like to blame uh, Ottawa mm. daddy. Mm -hmm. They yeah. <laughs> like to blame former Alberta mommy. Mm -hmm. It's what they do, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. you know, this time there's there's a record that's traceable. There's receipts for everything. They just... Yes. Yeah. yeah yes. Sure. But that's that, that whole mess is a topic <laughs> for uh, yeah. another episode. We're yes. just doing fun and light today because I think there's so much going on. Uh, not only here right now, but also mm. in my my old province, my home province of BC, mm. that yeah. we we kind of need a breather. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're this here week. to, as Donovan said in one interview, I, I thought it was very astute. He's like, "This is like a little pressure valve that we're opening psh, to let some of it out, and it's a <laughs> place to smart. sort of de decompress a little bit and make room yeah. for more outrage." <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, tell us what the audience reaction has has been like for it's you incredible. as actors. Mm -hmm. It's incredible. I mean, they're so pumped before the show. You can feel the energy pushing the curtain almost <laughs> because they're so excited to to ha to be part of this little this little reaction to the world, and that they're going to be included in it. You know, you're not just what you're. You, they're active participants. That's the beauty of live theater, right? You see, everybody's mm -hmm. doing it together. Mm -hmm. And when and you know, the, there's a really super Broadway opening, very much like um, uh, Legally Blonde. It's just a song that keeps <laughs> going with scene within scene and quick changes and magic like that. And then when so the build up when Jason Kenny finally walks out, the roof goes off the, oh. the place. And I'm, you know, it's like, it's, it's re I have done, you know, I've at 30 years I've been doing this and I've had a lot of great shows, but this is like rock and roll. That's what this is like. Nice. It's I love crazy. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's awesome. And like 
there are moments that everyone is just so familiar with from real life and to see it in a, a situation where we're making light like making fun of it and like they cheer like the yeah. audience <laughs> and we didn't anticipate that like of course there's jokes that were like oh this one's gonna be funny this yeah. is very political people are gonna laugh they're gonna get it but there's one scene in act two where we should I say this? Am I allowed to give it away? A bit? Sure. So it already happened in real life. Well, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, where we basically come out from a song and then we're all lined up as if it's one of those updates. And right. we people didn't anticipate people were like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so put, put Jason Kenny behind a podium and everybody immediately yeah. knows what that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's funny. It's, I just thought it was, it a, is. you know, it's like, this is just where this, the next scene is taking place. But the first time we got a reaction at that, it was like, oh, of course, this is three o'clock. Yes. Yeah. There's right? Chandra, there's Kinshaw. I know what time it is even. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And they're late. Oh, we're late. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. Sorry. It's more like four, four or 15. But... Yeah. So Abby, how did you get involved with Grindstone? How And how long have you been uh, part of the group? Part of the group? Well, I was finishing my ed degree in 2017. I think it was in my third year and third or fourth year. And as uh, an actor who was in the 11 o'clock number, which is Grindstone's improvised musical, was in one of my ed classes. And I have been doing theater since I was like 10 in I grew up in like Calmar. So in like Leduc area, I was doing just community theater and um, I hadn't been doing any plays for a while. And he's like, oh, you should audition for this. So I did. And so I got in in 2017 and just been doing musical improv since then. Um, and then whenever like Byron has any projects on the go, sometimes he'll ask me to fill in or do something. And this has kind of been my intro back into theater because I haven't done a full play since 2016. So oh, wow. to, to get back into a musical, it was like, it was like riding a bike. It was so much fun. <laughs> Stephanie, maybe you could tell us the history of Grindstone itself. Well, Abby might know more about that. I know that Byron used to be with us. Like I'm, I've been around forever. I'm just a crotchety old actor. But um, <laughs> I, we used to do a lot of the same stuff at the Varscona back in the day before I had kids, before all of us turned, you know, not going to say how old. Um, and uh, and Byron, yeah, before we were all adulting. <laughs> and um, Byron started the 11 o'clock number there. We would do the soaps and a lot of alternative kind of theater there. And he started that show there. And then that grew on and grew bigger and bigger. And then once we, uh, the Varscona went underwent a huge renovation and then he moved and got his own space and started up his own um, theater bar, uh, lots of stand-up, burlesque, improv classes. He does it all there. It's it's a really important venue in this city because it, it fills a large a large piece of what a city needs. He's like our second, he's like our second city here, which is really important. We used to, we've, a lot of people I've back in 1990, we used to do this at a place on White Avenue called Comedy West. And that lasted for a couple of years, but we didn't, own the space we did we were renting it from a strip club <laughs> when those still happen on my perfect and you know a bunch that's of so edmonton i know right so <laughs> share space share workspace with a strip club it's the most edmonton thing you can we, do we go upstairs to get our sets for live gilligan's island and stuff and we'd see the mirrored floor and i'd be like why is the mirror floor a mirror that's kind of dumb isn't it like so naive but and then it was when someone explained it to me i was like oh what <laughs> Yeah, and when I first started with Grindstone, they were like 11 o'clock number was doing the show out of the basement of a church, the church, like just across uh, 
white avenue and so and then but that was byron's dream right he was like oh yeah like we're just here temporarily because we're gonna get this like comedy theater up and running and it's it's it is pretty magical they do great those um grassroots things are they're special and they're Edmonton and they're everywhere, right? Yes. But they're special to know about because we used to do the soaps underneath the IGA on, on 99th. And when you'd hear shopping carts going over produce, we always made, we out, it was always like, oh, thunders, thunderstorm. Like, cause that's, <laughs> and it used to be a jazz club under there, right? So we've, we've all been at all these crazy little fringy venues. And uh, right now we're blessed to be able to be in an actual theater to do this show. It's a, you know, real life, real life, yeah. real life theater. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's nice exciting. Job. As someone who uh, I I did my time in Chow and Bow, mm. so I know that mm. getting getting to do a pro- <laughs> I love it. Yeah, <laughs> getting to do a production in a real theater for actors, for community theater actors, that really is like right. that. You feel that. You feel that. Yeah, and you know, there's a real balance. This is another reason why it's a love letter to Edmonton for me is because I just came off of doing the Garneau block at the Citadel, which was about Edmonton, mm-hmm. in our beautiful kind of hub of theater in the in the city. And then I can cross the river and do this beautiful, hilarious, gritty, like gritty political satire in a in a young company that is just fearless, you know? It's such a beautiful balance that we have here and I I'm just so grateful for it and it's the reason that i stayed is because this this um these two ends of the i don't know the two ends of the artistic world exist here at the same time and it's just awesome and i think most edmontons know too that we have a very vibrant engaged enthusiastic uh theater community here in edmonton oh that's our fringe you know that's our fringe festival which is a a big success every year that we we've held it uh the edmonton community theater uh community i mean how do you say that edmonton community theater, theater community, community. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there you go yeah. it's yeah it's a little bit of a mouthful but we're, we're gonna go with it right and is, it's yeah is yeah. very engaged in the community as a whole it's part of why we love you so much on um, we love everybody back and i mean because of covid and all the things that we've been dealing with to be able to do it live again safely is is we're realizing how you know how much we really do when we first came back i was going do people want this anymore will people go is it how will this happen and i've learned that when it's safe and when we're taking care of each other we are hungry to be able to yeah. hold mirrors yeah. back up to ourselves and laugh at ourselves and and you know cry at ourselves and everything else that art does Mm -hmm. and have you like I noticed that um or I guess with my kids as they were getting older like um a couple of them love John Oliver now but of course when they were first Mm -hmm. watching and they're like oh I didn't really know what was going on and do you think that part of the engagement with this particular show is that because of the pandemic, there were so many people that had nothing else to look at, right? We were watching the news. Well, okay, I was, but I mean, regular people were watching it all the time, Mm -hmm. right? I remember my sister saying, well, I'm waiting for the conference or the press conference to start. My sister doesn't watch this stuff, but but everybody was because of the pandemic, right? So do you find... And, and it's something that's very particular to political satire. If you don't actually know what 
really happened, it's not funny, right? It's like, I don't, I don't get the joke. And so do you, do you think that that is something that has in, in a way helped boost some of the interest in Jason Kenney's hot boy summer? Because people are like, on we all know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's been yeah. on the edge of their seats every day for 20 months what's happening what's next how does this affect my life what's going on and uh been and the the feedback the the news that they get when the presser starts is often uh just jaw-droppingly unbelievable and everyone has been through that together so now that we can kind of package that in a nice satirical package everybody (laughs) gets it everybody knows because we were all there totally we all did it yeah. And yeah. even when, and even when there's specific jokes, people don't get like, there's still, I've had friends who come to the show and they're like, it's still so nice to hear other people be a part of that and get the joke and laugh at the joke. It makes me laugh, even though I'm not really sure exactly what Why? that <laughs> joke, right? yeah. like, like the Fushandro jokes or even like some artsy jokes that are in there. They're like, I'm not really sure why, but it was so nice to hear and see the reaction of everybody else who did get it right yeah right and just to be like in that community space has been yeah that's very cool so yeah I think that it's it's really important and they're really that's why the the reaction is so strong because like you said like when you see John Oliver and you like understand have where no he's idea. Coming from. yeah <laughs> you've got no idea what's going on in American politics you're like right huh? Yeah. yeah, but even so, even when you're not exactly sure, you you still get the what he's joking at. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. something going on. And it's, yeah, yeah, totally yeah, for sure. For and sure. so this is along that same line, I think, for yeah. sure. So because we know that actors are in their souls vain people, <laughs> <laughs> you don't look at my hair. You'll see how vain I am. <laughs> right. <laughs> why don't uh, Stephanie? Why don't you? List off the names of some of the other great actors in your production and the roles we play. Not that I expect they'll listen to our little podcast, but if they do, I don't want them to feel ignored. A hundred percent. And this is when I will, I'm going to just pull up an email because this is when I know and love all of them, but this is when I'll completely probably, um, miss someone so um i know Abby, we never like in. introduced ourselves with last names really we all just added each other on instagram and <laughs> <laughs> right so i'm just gonna make sure if you can give me a second here i've got that i've got a list of okay so we've got uh, of course donovan workin who is playing jason kenny yes. uh and we've got malachi wilkins who is playing justin trudeau and um his dad uh the dean Pierre that's Elliot so trudeau. perfect yeah, <laughs> yeah. And tyra malachi's- banda is playing uh, Casey Madu. Uh, Sarah Dowling is playing uh, Frat Boy as well as uh, Sarah Hoffman. Um, uh, Oh, um, Kathleen. What's Kathleen's last name? Uh, Oh, that's terrible. Oh, I don't God. know. It's not on the email. <laughs> I know it's Kathleen. Anyway, Kat, oh geez, we, we're Meryl all Street. Tonight. Some of us, some of us are new friends. Um, Meryl Kathleen Street is, would have remembered her name, Stephanie. I know, and I, have, I, mean, I will on. never be Meryl Street, and I am completely okay with that because she's too good. I'd be terrified. Oh, it's Kathleen Smith. It's Kathleen, Kathleen Smith. No, that's you. No, that's Kathleen Smith. Yeah, no, that's Kathleen. <laughs> right in the window. Right there. <laughs> I clicked on the wrong email. I just searched up Kathleen. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to look at it. This is terrible. Can you edit this? Do you edit this? Yes. No, no, not this part. This part's great. <laughs> but Kathleen will feel so bad. Anyway, here's the improv a part. Hilarious Tracy Allard. Freaking, yes. freaking hilarious. Like it kills me. So funny. Um, 
and then who's that? Mark? What's Mark's last name? <laughs> <laughs> Mark, please, Tyler Shandro. Sinonco. Sinonco. Okay, there we go. Mark Sinonco. There we go. And uh, who else is in the? Who is else is in our world? Just for an audience, you've got to go easy on our two guests today. They have lines to remember. <laughs> it's they hard. They have lyrics Plus, to remember. Surnames not so important. Yeah. And, and Abby, Abby did ask me, you know, what what questions you know might you ask? And I said, well, we don't really script them, so I got nothing for you. So we gave them nothing yeah. to go on. That's okay. Yeah. We, we don't improv traps. This is a good warm up. We right? should uh, we should be more on our toes. We, we don't prepare our guests at all. Yeah, no. yeah, so, no oh yeah, the band. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I mean um, I'm looking here on the thing. So Simon says. Abbott plays the keys and he composed the show. As Stephanie said, he also wrote some of the, him, he and Byron would kind of, they shared everything. Like Simon is like the musical mastermind, but then also they'd share the lyrics and they'd talk about scenes and write up different jokes and stuff. Um, but so he's on the keys primarily. And then um, Jesse Crowley, is or Crawley he is on uh playing bass and guitar and then Eric Mortimer plays um the drums so and Eric Mortimer is also a you know famous Edmontonian keyboardist in theater too so they're all this band I got a shout out to this band and to Simon's <laughs> musical writing because of all the musicals I've done this is as good as any Broadway musical I've seen oh. the music in this thing blew my mind I thought it was going to be kind of sketchy, fun, bunky, bunky, and it's out of control. Good, it's that good, and I'm and amazed. That's by hard. It. it is that's really hard. hard. Oh yeah, because for anyone yeah. who's a fan of musical theater, and oh. I am, like if I go to New York, that's top yeah. of my list. Go to Broadway, see a musical, and it can be really bad. It yeah. can be really hard to I've, listen to. He I've has hit every genre. Yeah, there's country, there's rap, there's uh, opening Broadway old school numbers. There's everything in this thing. There's power ballads. There's yeah. 80s rock. rock. There's, and they've nailed every genre. It's just like, holy doodle. There's even a Hawaiian uh, like hula song. I wonder why that comes up. I was, you know, <laughs> why would that be there? Right. Tracy and Allard. Like as- was telling me the other day, he was telling me, He's the song I sing. He's like, God, Abby, this song's so hard. I have like five different key changes in this song. And I'm like, I never would have known. I never would have known. I'm not like a trained, I'm not trained in that way. And I'm like, why did you do that to yourself? Like, you <laughs> did that. You wrote five different keys and like all yeah. of these minors and majors. It's good stuff. It's, but he's people just, are asking he's for the soundtrack. So we're hoping they are. We can record yeah. it. Yeah. It's now, we know that uh, Rachel Notley and her partner. Lou Arab came to a show yeah. because uh, Lou posted pictures on Facebook and I saw them <laughs> and they looked quite pleased with the production. Uh, who else have you had show up? Have you had any? I don't know. Yeah, we did have one other MLA um, and we said his name backstage, but you know how good we are with names right now. <laughs> um, oh my God. I want to say his name was Brandon. But so we did have another, <laughs> yeah, we did have another MLA come see our show last week. Um, and we sent out the invite to everyone. Um, yeah. And I, I know that there's some people who are Janice, they're trying to get Janice Irwin also to come, yeah. um, who would be like more likely to actually in, like come to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but that's so far. Let me just text Byron and see who that I'm <laughs> You know, I, I personally... Well, and you had to add extra shows for this because when yeah. you sold out, um, kind of hard to accommodate. Yeah, I, I yeah. did something really smart. I got so carried away with pushing the show. I'm going to share the video. I'm going to share every update. I, I put the... Um, the poster for the show is my Facebook banner. Oh. I'm posting it on other people's pages. And I went, Oh, I, I should tickets. go buy tickets. <laughs> and I went to buy tickets and it was sold out. Right. <laughs> but I got in, I got in for um, the, the second round. So I'm quite Yay. happy about that. Yeah, I honestly you. think the smartest thing Jason Kenny could do is go to the show. Right. Sit in no. the front, sit in that front row and laugh your ass off at yourself being made fun of. That would make the biggest positive, most positive statement of his entire career if he did. Which yes. is why he won't do it. Exactly. No, <laughs> yeah. like I no, there is no way that that man has the kahunas, the guts. <laughs> my image right now is him going what are those kids doing on the other side of the river what are they doing over there (laughs) i've heard i've heard something's going on over there someone go and watch and tell me what they're doing over there can we see it from sky palace (laughs) exactly i think somebody backstage or like one of our buddies afterwards like i swear i saw somebody in like a trench coat and a notepad maybe it's jason (laughs) kenny's informant writing down what the show's about that would be a good claim to fame that's yeah. the kind of stuff you want to have hitting. That's the stuff that gives you that Streisand effect. Exactly. Everybody wants that. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. So, it's, been a, it's been a special little gift doing this show. That's for sure. And it's cathartic and it's probably the best medicine I've had over the pandemic in the last, since, since, since the UCP got voted in. Um, yeah, this has been very much a healthy thing for me to yeah. do. <laughs> but it's not been a fun few years. No. And we all need organizing and it it doesn't matter if you're conservative or liberal or NDP or uh, those loonies who follow that Mad Max guy. We all need just a few laughs right now. Yeah. And like like you said earlier, the smart, the the brilliance of the writing on this little thing is, is, um, is that everyone is held accountable to their their flaws right now like no one's yeah. getting off scot-free obviously there it's bent one way for sure but there's no nobody who's not sort of getting a little yeah even, even dina like it's not like we're mean we're not mean to dina but i mean she becomes best friends with with kenny and right like it's you, that's you very fitting see, yeah <laughs> it is it's, I, sorry I realized I was like going to give something else away I'm yeah. not gonna give anything no, else away, away but like <clears throat> you see where the cracks are in just like Stephanie said in every character based on what's been happening in real life too so yeah. it's yeah it's just justifying for a lot of people and also I just got the word on who those MLAs were um David Shepard and Michael Jan so that's far. right oh yeah. okay well I Michael Jan's is a school of... trustee right Yes. yes, he's yes. Oh, okay. my neighborhood. Yeah. yeah, he's yeah. great. He's awesome. He's one of those people who have every time I've written a dear Michael Jones letter and like <laughs> send, he's gotten back to me like in hours. So I've got and to David Shepard, we adore David yeah. Shepard is one of the hardest working MLAs in our legislature and sincerely just a, a kind, compassionate and dreamy as heck 
Yeah. That doesn't hurt. So dreamy. You know, that's what we need right now amidst all of the dart throwing and everything, whatever, just some kindness and compassion go so far. And leaders like Janice Irwin, like Rachel Notley, who show that every day on their Twitter feeds and wherever. I mean, leadership comes from those places. And that's just not what's happening with the leaders that have been elected. So yeah, (laughs) that we have. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I, I understand we're going to be losing someone to a rehearsal. Well, actually, no, both of them have to go. Um, within within a few moments is there anything else that you would like to add for us one of the other questions i had was uh, was i had seen that there and this could have been before the second uh uh run was was added that there may be uh you know versions available to purchase like to purchase um, dvds it, or something it will be streamed there's going to be a stream for payment i'm not exactly sure how they're going to roll that out but if you follow grindstone go to their website all the information will be there and when we close they've already filmed it so they're editing it as we speak and okay it will be up for click a button pay a fee and watch it for sure. and yeah. how about all the demands that you take the show on the road How's well, that people, working for people, you? Well, you know what? If, if there's anybody who wants to invest, uh, get a hold of Byron <laughs> at Grindstone and we'll take it on the road. It just yeah. it takes money and people need to be paid. Yeah. You know, that's the thing I that think... people forget. It's like, it's a business. And yeah. so, yeah. you know, um, hey, if there was money out there, I think it would be possible. I, I'm just saying that as a person who knows people, there's demand. And so. Yeah, I think I, Byron I is looking that. into it as best he can. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. And just yeah, we've trying seen to figure a lot out. of that. Are you going to bring it down to Calgary? But it is, but it's it a would whole be great in Calgary. But it's a people. Oh my God, it's come huge, with right? this. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the thing, right? It's we have a bunch of actors who, like, I I'd, I'd love to be a actor full time, but I'm like, <laughs> um, I have to teach. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah so figure I, it out. But yeah, I know he really wants to take it for a tour. That would be ideal down to okay. Calgary, but um, yeah, we'll see if that, hopefully that happens. Fingers crossed. That yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, Keep so demanding. <laughs> Stephanie, give us the, once again, give us the dates for the uh, the held over shows coming December up. December 9th to December. 16th. Yeah, and uh, if you go online, you'll see all the times and, and everything. Get your tickets, get them now, because they're, they really are flying out the door and it's, it's worth your night. It's a good night out. It's fun, it's fresh, and you'll leave. Breathing a little deeper and going, you know what? We're going to be okay. We're going to be okay. I think that's what I come out feeling after every yeah. night. And you'll oh, be singing too. Like yeah. the oh boy. So Good. Catchy. Some of the, the songs you're part. singing might not be something you want to sing to your kids. but you know. Yeah, no. I, I know all the lyrics to every song from uh, Book of Mormon. Much, oh, much to my family's dismay and I don't think you can get much raunchier than some of those lyrics oh good I'm glad oh. we can add to your canon yeah. awesome. you'll have to tell us Kathleen which show is raunchier you'll have to see I definitely will and again that is Jason Kenny's hot boy summer brought to you by the good people at Edmonton's grindstone theater it's held over December 9th to the 16th. 9th to 16th. Go to Grindstone website and you can buy your tickets online. Thanks, you guys. It's been a slice. Thank thank you you so much for having me. This was so much fun. Break a leg. Thank Thank you. you. Break a leg. Love you guys. (laughs)